0: Welcome back, Arizona Nation. Two nights in a row, say it isn't so. We're up with the offensive uh, previews for the signing day special after the intro.
1: And you're just a hostage If you drop to the flat, it's gonna be a great day So whenever I'm stepping over your head like an ostrich Y'all are crazy poopy has been waiting for this Suckers been hating for this You know why? PJ get down in the stands today It's gonna be a great day Cause so many of y'all are late into this Jealous is how <laughs> Feeling intentionally But then start to love it Because I made it eventually Pumping the music I keep Are you gonna like Open up your hips today? The music like pumping Cause we ain't in it for nothing I keep the average crop jumping Yo, you know the Are you gonna line up In your gap today, Seven? Color The villain's in black Always oh, down I make noise And attack So you better get back Unless you wanna come with it And make your face like I want our knees bent I wanna bust down low I want our eyes up Got and Close your eyes when I hit it you're screaming with fear And this with Eyes up, eyes up, eyes up Right there, good, good Stay low We gotta have good pad say go Fear that you're screaming you're up in a sweat becauserenn is giving back dreams I'm not scheming I'm just telling the facts that's how it is when the WA starts attack right here right here right here right here right here right here eyes up
0: Everyone, we're back with Gabe and Encinas. Remember to follow Gabe at Gabe underscore Encinas and, and Brandon Combs. Follow him at U of A. Bear Down 07. Follow the podcast at Podcast Zona. Facebook under the Arizona Podcast. Feel free to email the podcast at Arizona Podcast at gmail.com with any questions, thoughts, and concerns. We want to move on to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, second night in a row, gentlemen. I'm sure you guys are already sick of me, uh-huh. but I love hearing from you guys. How are you feeling?
2: Feeling pretty good. All right. How you doing, Gabe? Oh, I can't complain. Just having some uh, connection issues here. Uh, Well, hopefully it won't be any
0: sort of voice reverb or any issues like that. I was just saying, two nights in a row, that's uh, unprecedented territory for us. Yeah. All right, man. Let's uh, cover the offensive line. Why don't we start with the uh, offensive uh, linemen? Um, I'd like to cover the high school kids first and then cover the uh, community college kids um, let's just cut to the chase and, and talk about uh, Jordan uh, Morgan. Um, this is a kid that um, you know, I was foolish enough to suggest uh, might even be a potential um, uh, b- blue shirt, uh, gray shirt type um, candidate for uh, Arizona. Early on in the process, and you guys both, you know, duly smacked me around. Subsequently, picked up offers from uh, ASU, USC, and uh, stayed with Arizona. I uh, went to Marana High School. Um, listed at twenty-four-seven, at six foot five, two hundred and seventy. Any changes there, Brandon?
3: that nah, sounds about right, actually.
0: Uh, composite uh, eighty-three. Um, 22 on the 24 uh, 7 star ranking. I thought uh, the minuscule amount of film we had, and we've talked about him quite a bit through the year, showed that um, he's a potential future left tackle for the Wildcats. What say you, gentlemen?
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> I think Morgan is an absolute steal in this class. Uh, there's a reason that ASU came in and that um, even USC came in, and it's actually like pushing pretty hard for him. Um, and it, it, there was, it was by no mistake, this kid is very, very talented. He has tremendous upside. He's a very, very athletic, um, you know, left tackle or just offensive lineman in general. Um, we've had one of our guys that helps us out occasionally, uh, Chris bone. He goes out there and, uh, we'll get film on, on Jordan. So we're able to see what at least what he looks like. And I can say he looks, he looks great. He's very, very effective. His footwork is very, very smooth and very, uh, quick. He just needs to work on his hand placement a little bit, but um, I can definitely say with what I saw of the clips this year that he actually improved uh, from his junior film in, a, in the like one-minute game film that you can see from his junior season. So uh, Overall, um, I know Gabe said it a few times. I've said it a few times. He's going to be a project, but he's going to be a good one. Um, he, he can definitely benefit from a redshirt year, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing his career in Tucson. It's going to be a good one.
2: Yeah, this was one of the earlier commitments for Arizona and at the time he had NAU and South Dakota State uh, offers and that was up at NAU camp where they kind of discovered him and from from his initial film cuz he he has really no film uh, but you can tell he was ultra athletic and super lean at 6'5 270 it's not really bad weight you think he could probably pack on another 20, 30 pounds and still be just as athletic as he is now. He's a really interesting prospect here. And it was uh, good to see that he had some other schools coming in on him with ASU and USC. And it seems like he kind of flirted with USC a little bit. Clay Helton went and saw him uh, when they played in Tucson. And so you uh, kind of had that going on and lingering, but yeah, he is, he is a little bit more raw, a little bit more of a project here, but I'm okay with that because realistically, uh, and aside from like Donovan Laie, who started at right tackle, you're not really going to be playing your first year as an offensive line. That's probably the most technical position to come in, or probably just the toughest position in general to come in as a true freshman, aside from quarterback, I suppose, but uh, here you have uh, two junior college guys ahead of him as well at tackle uh, who he can learn from. And you have Joe Gilbert, who did a phenomenal job really replacing four starter three starters, one with a true freshman, one with a walk-on center. So I think that he can do a lot of work with Jordan Morgan. And I think, yeah, he's a, the future i guess the centerpiece of the offensive line even though it'll be a tackle but i mean he's an all pack 12 type of guy if you can get all of his potential out and i think that uh, it is something that can easily happen
0: yeah nice nice um let's move on to jamari williams um, more on the interior of the line uh listed an offensive guard and i think he's going to stick there uh 24 7's got a listed at six four two seventy-five. 275 any thoughts on that brandon
3: yeah, he's uh, 6'4 to 285.
0: All right, nice. Ten pounds. We'd love it. Keep packing it on. Um, 24-7 composite is an 8473. I also had a uh, offer to uh, Louisville, Boston College. Um, this is a kid who on his film was is quite the lover. Uh, he's going to have to get out of the ha- habit of uh, hanging on to his opponent's um, and he's definitely going to have to stop blocking guys in the back, uh, but he's got a nice nasty streak and really holds up well in
2: the interior line. What do you guys think about him? Yeah, I really like him, and I think that he is, uh, I mean, when you look at his offer list as well, I mean, he's got uh, Louisville, Boston College, Kentucky, NC State, Mississippi State, uh, you know, quite a few other notable Power 5 programs. I think he is a little bit underrated. I would put them around the top 800 or so uh, I think, and I throughout this whole uh, recruiting process, I'd always wanted just a peer guard. I know that there were a lot of guys who were kind of tackles who could, who had the size to fill in at guard. I mean, all these offensive linemen are very big this year. Um, but at least with Jamari, Jamari, you are getting a true offensive guard, uh, coming from a state championship program as well, they just won their uh, Cardinal Gibbons just won their first state championship this past season. He was a team captain. His film looks great. He's a big, strong guy. Will maul you into the ground, but yeah, it does get a little bit grabby there. And I'm interested to see how he develops. And again, with Joe Gilbert, I mean, I have no uh, complaints when it comes to you know, I, I he's already won my trust over with any of these guys. And even with Kevin Sumlin when he was at A&M, he's been around some you know, top five draft picks when it comes to offensive line with Luke Jokel and uh, Matthews, who, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his first name. Um, so, I mean, he's been around some very talented guys on the offensive line. And so if he sees something in these guys, then I'm all for it. And I really like Jamari as a guard in the future for sure. Yeah, I agree, Gabe. He's a— uh...
3: Jamaris is just a straight-up beast, and he's going to be a beast uh, once he fully develops here at you know in, in Arizona. Uh, you know, much much like Gabe, I trust Joe Gilbert completely. If he is recruiting someone, if he's off for someone, there's a reason for it. And especially if he's recruiting him hard, there's definitely a reason for it. Um, you know, he's he's an aggressive offensive lineman I got that that vibe when I was talking to him and I asked him what he loved about playing football and he's telling me how he loves just driving people into the dirt and that's exactly what you want to hear from an offensive lineman um, and, and you know he actually backs up that 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 claim with with the way he plays football so he's uh, he's just gonna, he's gonna be a good one I this one is I was really really happy when he flipped that commitment from Louisville to to Arizona and it was one that Gabe and I were talking about I think what Gabe end of June or something like that uh when, yeah when we got the word that it could happen and it only took a couple months but you know um yeah
2: I I'm very happy with Williams on board Yeah he was one yeah it was like maybe eh, maybe mid June or so where uh, I think he was flirting with the visit maybe actually flew out here as well and then nothing happened until what maybe the first week of November so I thought it was just done in, you know, September, October. And so for them to get back in that and land him, that was pretty impressive for the staff.
0: Nice. Um, So then we picked up a couple JC guys. This is something we knew was going to be coming with uh, someone and the offensive line and the turnover. And obviously we talked about it in the previous podcast, the defensive line. Um, So let's start out with, um, Let's see here. Let's start out with Josh Donovan. Uh, so he's coming out of uh, Trinity Valley uh, Community College. Um, six foot five, 330. That extra. Uh, go for it, uh Sorry, six, six, three, ten. Six, six ten. Yeah, six, six, ten.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> six, six, three, ten.
0: <laughs> six, six, three, ten. So he leaned out a little bit and uh, grew. Uh, 24-7 composite and eighty four eighty six. Uh, had an offer to Arkansas. Any other big offers Gabe for him?
2: No, that was it. He just had his Arkansas and then McNeese state and, uh, uh, incarnate word, I think. Yeah. yeah. And Northwestern state. Yep. So
0: played a lot at right tackle, big, big cat. I mean, this guy's a monster. um, I don't know how much you guys – what you guys thought of his athleticism. I, I didn't think he was overly athletic, but he certainly brings the size. What do you guys think?
3: Actually, like this commit, he uh, – like you said, he's a big dude, and he plays with the m- massive amounts of aggression that I personally like seeing in offensive linemen. He uh, – you know, talking to him too, um, again, one of the questions I, I like to ask the guys – when I uh, do signing day articles and stuff like that, it's like, you know, what do they love about playing football? His words, if I'm not mistaken, were he likes to, um, he likes to own grown men with their family, watching them in the stands get owned. So that's, uh, (laughs) pretty, pretty, I I did not expect that answer. I love that answer.
0: That's kind of sick, but I like it.
3: That's pretty good. I, uh, you know he's a good kid too, so he's got a good head on his shoulders. But like that, you can see that you know that response. You know about what he loves football. Kind of like with Jamar, you can see that out on the field. Um, he he has his, his sights set on someone, and he does not give up until either the whistle plays or they're down in the ground. Even then, he still doesn't give up until the whistle blows. So um, he's gonna be he's gonna be good. I think uh, I know Gabe and I were both believe actually. I think that he might actually edge out. Fears at the time being, you know. Right now, I think he actually might edge out Fears, who we'll talk about later. Um, you know, as as the um, as that tackle spot, but you know, I just think he's that that impressive. He's that that athletic. He's he's you know he he's kind of like uh, he needs to not hold on to guys when they're trying to get you know break contact. You know, because they will draw a few penalties here and there, especially with the Pac-12 refs. Um, but yeah, I think this is a really solid commit. Um,
0: you know, I would argue I, I, if you're an Oregon duck, you can hold all you want, but that's just uh, my yes, personal yes, that's opinion. Right.
3: Yes, especially with, uh, if your arms are flailing everywhere. And same thing with <laughs> Colorado, too.
2: Um,
3: but, yeah, I think uh, this was – I can say um, I didn't know that he was even offered or that Arizona was even um, recruiting him until uh, – I saw him saying that, you know, he's coming out to an official visit uh, to Arizona. And I was just like, who is this kid? I had no idea who he was. So uh, it was a very pleasant surprise. And I was pretty happy when he committed, actually, after watching his film and, you know, looking at his size and everything like that. I was like, yeah, this this is definitely someone we need. So good pickup overall.
2: Yeah, I really like him. I think, like Brandon said, uh, he probably takes over at left. I mean, maybe – like and flip over wherever the staff feels most comfortable. But I think he is your uh, next starting tackle on whichever side the staff moves him to. He just looks like an NFL offensive lineman already, just with his size, uh, big, strong kid. I really like him and really surprised at uh, his lack of offers that Arkansas offers pretty nice, but um, the rest of them, you know, just, uh, not too fulfilling there. So uh, really interested to see how he comes into camp and really starts to work into the system. Cause I think that he will be a guy, um, that plays next season and starts.
0: Let's move on to Peyton fears, huh? That's not good.
2: Yes. Yeah. So with Peyton
3: fears, um, I actually didn't think, uh, I'm not even gonna lie. I knew, I knew that Arizona wanted him. Um, I Come actually Brandon,
0: thought lie to us, man. I love it. Yeah,
3: but but here's the thing. I actually thought he was going to commit to uh, Missouri, like straight up. Um, especially after the trip, I know the trip really went well. This guy's really actually a really hard read because he doesn't do interviews. I've tried.
0: Um, yeah, that's been so, commented on. That basically he refuses to do anything.
3: And that's fine, That yeah, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it actually makes it fun because I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen. So, um, it's actually kind of fun for me to try to <laughs> try to figure that one out. But, um, I will say it's a, it was a good pickup. Um, it was kind of funny too, cause I, I had been on my computer all day getting ready for, you know, signing day tomorrow. And, um, I mean, I stepped away from my computer and about two minutes later I get a, a uh, a Slack message from our editor saying that Peyton Fierce committed. I'm like, Oh, of course he did. <laughs> uh, cause I needed to reintegrate back into society. Um, cause I was just, I was a recluse all day. So, um, but yeah, I, I actually like his films, you know, six 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 five three twenty seven, 327 big, big dude. And then, uh, I remember watching this film. It just shocked me. I was, I was in complete shock because his explosiveness, explosiveness rather, and quickness off the snap is, the immediate thing that stands out to me, I, I couldn't believe how quick he was uh, so much so that I think it actually caught the defensive end that he goes up against off guard very, very often. Um, yeah. It's just, it was like that, that that's what I think he brings. He can see he's a grown man. he He's pretty polished. He can use a little tweaking here and there. And I'm sure uh, Joe Gilbert would get him right. But I mean, I, I have no complaints about this commit. I think it's a solid one at
2: and a great addition. Yeah. So going back to the whole Missouri thing, I remember when he had his in home or maybe it was his uh, official visit. They just took, I think I even just uh, sent that tweet to Brandon. I was like, so it's Missouri, huh? So I had already thought that. And he had kind of dragged his feet a little bit, it seemed. And it felt like if he wanted to commit, you know, he had his chance to, and I don't know. I feel like he, he was, he was kind of late. He definitely took his time, but um you know it ended up going arizona's way here uh for once and seems like uh arizona missed on or at least i guess it was just jakai clark right that was um that was an interesting recruitment there but,
3: um michael flynn was another one i thought that they missed oh, out and know uh, yeah. McC- mccade
2: matower oh god yeah, yeah oh gosh yeah that one stinks too still um but yeah, yeah i think this is a good pickup and i do think that josh donovan i mean I, uh, it's it's tough because i hadn't really looked at fears too much only when he was initially offered uh and then i'm kind of re-watching him now i think he does look good and it, it is kind of a shame that you know realistically only either fears or donovan will be starting uh throughout the their arizona career and probably one will be playing most if not all the snaps so it'll be interesting to see the competition going into camp um I'm not totally ruling out fears. I think that, uh, you know, like Brandon said, the quickness. I think he, he's not letting a guy beat him around the edge. He's going to keep you in front of him, and uh, he, he could be a really nice player. And so it's regardless of whether only one of the two tackles can really play over the next two years, I mean, that's still a really solid depth that you have, and, I mean, we've seen the last few years how – much you really need depth on the outline and how injuries can really affect that. So uh, I'll take either. I'll take both of them. Uh, I think this is a good pickup. Uh, Fears actually had a pretty solid offer list. If I,
3: recall. It, was, uh, it was
2: all power five offers. It was yeah. Arizona, Baylor, Baylor Missouri, West Virginia. Yeah. And and it looks like on two, four, seven on the commit list, he just not actually ranked, but it looks like once he, they actually like update the stars and such, he'll be the fourth, highest rank commit of the class as it stands right now
0: so that's interesting Gabe so he's 6'6", six, six, 327, anything different on that Brandon?
3: Yeah, he's. Uh, he's uh, I looked at Hutchinson Community College's website. They got him at six five three twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I wasn't. I thought he was from Florida. I was one hundred percent sure. So he's actually no kidding from Florida. So another uh, Florida offensive lineman with Jamari and now Peyton. And it's actually funny when when Peyton committed, I saw Jamari tweet out something like, uh, "Florida boys running this" or something like that. It's pretty funny.
0: Nice. So he's six, five, uh, six, six with the hair, uh, Fletch reference. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. H- Hutchinson community college, which has cranked out a lot of really good, uh, community college players. So Gabe, this guy goes from no ranking to the fourth best ranked player. H- How's that happen?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I'm not entirely too sure to be honest. I mean, I, I get it. At times there are, uh, I mean there are a lot of prospects that you have to watch, but I don't know. At the same time, I mean this guy had some big offers and it seems like he's been on the scene for quite some time. Uh, yeah, there's no official numbers as to you know his overall two four seven ranking, position ranking, and all that. But just where it stands right now, it looks like he's fourth. And yeah, I don't know. I mean that's it's just really odd how the recruiting. Cycle just kind of changes everything. He'd be the highest ranked Juco guy as well. Um, So he's better than 74th, because that's where Miles is at. Yeah, so when
0: when they posted the commitment list, he comes in at 4th. Is that how you figure that is coming up? Or is that based on some other information?
2: uh, I imagine that is where he'll come up, because when he... Cause currently, he's unranked, but now right. it looks like when I mean, obviously, when when it goes in he, or by tomorrow, he will be ranked. But earlier in the day, he was at the very bottom underneath Kyle Austendorp, so right. Um, you yeah, know, I, I think it would be a little odd for them to move, move him on that street down. and yeah. not have him be
0: higher than an 85.65. Yeah, what I'm saying. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm.
3: So, interestingly enough, too, I think that once a kid commits, it kind of triggers the Analysts for these recruiting sites to actually take a look and analyze this film. Hey, reach out to anyone. Hey, have you seen him play? You know, what are your thoughts? Yada yada, and that, and then they are able to, you know, grade these guys accordingly, at least to what they think is accordingly.
2: Yeah, although, it, although he, I mean, his only offers are Power Five, and they're three pretty decent programs. Uh, you know, it wasn't like, uh, I guess it would be like Eddie Simao where no one's ever seen him, so. That's what I think is kind of the more interesting part. Yeah, he moved up in the rankings, man. Yeah, he got a nice 300-spot boost. I like it.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's move on to our lone running back, uh, Michael Wiley. Uh, six or five foot, 10 and a half, 175 from Strake Jesuit in Houston, 83.64. Interesting offer list. Smart kid, Yale, Princeton. McNeese State and then us and uh, we've covered his film quite a bit um mm. mm-hmm. it, it's interesting film I mean he's highly productive nothing really jumps out at you the one thing I thought about his film is they have a lot of screen game for a for a, a high school and they run I thought they executed him very well um yeah. and so he might be uh, quite the pass catcher for the the cats um especially with all those uh swing passes that um end zone likes to throw what'd you all think
3: so uh, I talked to him. He's a really smart kid. and uh, He's 5'11", 183, so he's actually very similar to build, and I know that Gabe has made this comparison a few times. He's very uh, similar, build to uh, Darius Smith, uh, who's going to be a redshirt freshman next year, um, also from the Houston area. Uh I'm just going to say this. I'm very proud of Gabe for accepting Michael Wiley into his life. Um, <laughs> I know he resisted that one for a while. And then I just kept telling him, like, dude, he keeps putting up numbers, keeps putting up numbers. And then uh, when they finally got what was it, his midseason highlights, I immediately shot him over to Gabe. I'm like, you got to watch this. And then that's when the tor- uh, corner was turned. Um, but, yeah, he, he – I had someone uh, ask me this um on Twitter and it kind of made, got me thinking uh, they asked uh, if he's like a you know comparable to JJ Taylor and I would say in a sense yes because he is fast he's patient he has the vision that JJ does he actually runs with toughness um, like JJ but at the same time he actually does kind of remind me of Bam Smith because you know Smith runs like that as well very patient especially for a true freshman uh, and, and runs with power and explodes once he gets his hole so man just I just I absolutely love Wiley. As, every ever since his, his you know seen his midseason film, I, I definitely was sold. Sold, um, you know, definitely showed that Clarence McKinney knew what he was doing when he when he recruited him and knew what was going to happen. Um, complete night and day difference from his junior film. He he just looks better. He looks faster, more explosive. Um, looks like he's ready for college um i would not be surprised if he actually gets carries in uh this upcoming season i, I can definitely see him playing uh, the four games in redshirt or even you know just continuing to play he's that good so um, i'm pretty excited about him coming in
2: yeah i i he was i think one of Arizona's earlier commits as well. And I, the junior film, I just didn't see it. It was just, it wasn't anything special, but I, you know, I, yeah, I was trying to uh, see the good in it, but I just couldn't. And then his first game, I think. He goes 18 for 186 and two touchdowns. I think that was like where he rips off like the 90 yard touchdown run. Yeah. Right down the Um, sideline. Yeah. On like his, on his first play of his highlight film. Um, And then, yeah, as soon as he came out with his mid season highlights, I mean, he just looked like a completely different player would love for him to, to be an every down back now. Uh, I think, I mean, JJ Taylor at five, six, one, 75 was in every down back, and uh, Wiley's got you know probably 5'11. Could probably hit 190 by the time he gets to campus. I, I think he's going to be a good player for Arizona. Dare, a lot of Darius Smith in him. I think Darius is a little bit more elusive and and a little bit more shifty. But Wiley is he'll be able to find the gap. He'll be able to change direction and just he's maybe more of a north south runner with some explosion. And that I really like. I think he's really good. I think he's underrated. And again, uh, similar to Josh Donovan, a little curious about his offer list. I mean, obviously a smart kid, so it's not like grades were holding him back. Um, plays at a pretty big high school as well. So really interested to see yeah, or really interested to know how he went undiscovered here. I was kind of like uh, Darius Smith went undiscovered for the most part, too yeah yeah and so for me uh you i i honestly put him up with like martel irby martel irby was definitely a a special running back at the time when he was committed oh. then and then don't ble- flipped
3: don't, that <laughs> don't
2: but um you know i think he's really on par with him and i think he'll be a really good running back i uh, it's interesting that brand brought up uh him playing early or I guess playing this next season. Cause I'm uh, currently working on something with some uh, along the lines of top five con- or I guess immediate impact guys or some people who could play early. And I, I kind of think it's worth taking a flyer on if, if uh, you really think that's, you know, the running back situation opens up. I think that he is somebody that, could potentially get some snaps. We don't really know much with Nathan Tilford. You know, you got a couple other running backs, Mariscal Leon. We'll see what they can do. But, uh, with Derry Smith, him and JJ, that's a pretty good trio that I think could, uh, he could, he could try to sneak on the field, maybe even kick return. I could see him being pretty well there. So, and you uh, got uh, Gary Brightwell too. Oh gosh. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, he would definitely have to work his way on the field, but, um, yeah, you know, I think when he's ready to take over, I mean, I think he's going to be a good running back.
0: So what what does he do well? Is he more a, an all-purpose guy? Does everything really solid? Um, I mean, obviously we talked about his receiving screens out of the backfield as a strong suit. But he didn't strike me as overly powerful or overly uh, fast. Is it his <sighs> consistency across the board or am I underrating his speed or his power?
3: I, I think it's. Uh, you're this is not a stab at you dax i think you're your rating is, is speed and power uh uh there was one play in there if you uh you know watching this film he just straight trucked a dude and kept going for like another five or six yards um
0: that's the one then, like we're on he's on that bubble screen out on the outside and then the dude comes like hits him right in the waist and then falls down and he takes off running again is that the one yeah talking and about? That,
3: yeah and then there's another one he just lowered the shoulder and just wrecked a guy and then he kept going too. um but he's, I mean, the thing I think he does best is, kind of like JJ, he, when you get him on the outside, he's just, he's in, uh, darn near impossible to take down. He's very, very difficult, not only just because of his his balance and his strength and whatnot, but he is just fast. Like, he, he sees a hole, and then he just hits another gear, and he's gone. Multiple, multiple instances, multiple plays on his, on his film that you just see him outrunning everyone, so... Um in in I'm talking about like not just like people trying to actually get him and outrunning him. I'm talking about people like he hits the hole so fast and is past people before they can react. Uh so that's that's I think his speed and explosiveness is really what stands out the most and I think is what he can do most. Or do the best rather.
2: Sweet. Gabe, you got any thoughts on that? Uh I mean I I just think he does a lot of things really well. I, I he he I do think he is more of an all-purpose guy, but I do think that he does have legitimate speed and legitimate power. I mean, I think what makes him dangerous is that he's really good at a lot of different things, and it's hard for defenders to really know what he's going to do. He could, uh, you know, he has a lot of good hesitation moves. He can cut. He can plant his foot in the ground and change direction. He can run you over. So I think there are you know he's he doesn't have a Nathan Tilford body or or a power body, but I do think that he does have a lot of different you know abilities that he can pull off that you know really make it hard for you to bring him down and I think he his explosiveness you can see him turn the corner, hit a gap, and uh he can split some safeties in the middle of the field and he's gone so uh he's just a really really interesting prospect here.
0: All right, let's move on to Jalen Johnson, who's our um, uh, current uh, wide receiver commit for the class from Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, what height is he coming in at, Brandon? I see him a little bit all over the board here. Is he bringing 6'4 height? So when I talk to him, uh, he is 6'3",
3: 185. All right, 6'3", 185.
0: 84, 73 composite. Had a lot of Pac-12 offers, Utah. Always nice to steal some from someone from them, like Gabe pointed out, uh, in the defensive uh, podcast, Oregon State, uh, New Mexico, Colorado State. Um, I watched his film. I, you guys have talked to him about him before. What, what do you guys want to emphasize here on the, the Signing Day podcast?
3: So with him, uh, I was told before he... Committed to watch out. He's going to break out this year. He's going to be a good one. And I can say he didn't disappoint. He became the main receiving option for Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, And it's not even completely his fault, but it seemed like he suffered a little bit from just inconsistent quarterback play. Again, not his fault, just the, you know, the guys that they got. So, but um, to me, he can do, he can do a little bit of everything. He can be your, uh, you know, catch a bubble screen or just a wide receiver screen and, and make people miss and make a play and gain good chunk and chunk of yards or take it all the way to the house. He is really tough against on the sideline. His long, he has very long uh, arms, big hands, and he's able to, excuse me, actually uh, take in those contested catches and get, you know, have the wherewithal to get his foot down. Um, he's fast. So he can be a deep threat, outrun a safety or outrun a corner. And, and, you know, catch the ball down you know well downfield kind of like devon cooper um he's just kind of a he's just kind of got you know the skills to get to do pretty much anything you would want in a wide receiver um his route running i know gabe said it a few times his route running has actually improved a lot from his uh, his junior year so i i really like him i think he's he's very underrated wide receiver um a lot of, you know, a lot of schools didn't, didn't get in on him, um, mainly because I think once they knew he was in Arizona, he has a really close relationship, not only uh, Taylor Mazzoni, but also Demetrius Martin, too. So um, I think once they knew that he committed, that was that was going to be it. So I think this is an absolute steal for Arizona.
0: Excellent. So then let's move on to uh, the uncommitted wide receiver our class at this point, uh, Jalen Curry, who. Um, Goes to school at St. Pius X with uh, our quarterback that we're going to cover to wrap it up. Uh, six foot, two and a half, 208. Any contention there, Brandon? Oh, God. No, he's 6'3",
3: 195. Sorry. All right. 6'3", 195. Uh, 92, uh,
0: 9240 on the 24-7 uh, or 7 composite with an offer list that I think is worth reading because it is... Going to be one of the better kids to come to Arizona with a list like this. Penn State, Miami, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida State, Arkansas, Illinois, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, TCU, ASU, Baylor. I'm not even going to bother with Chattanooga. Colorado, Florida, Georgia. Hawaii is on there for some strange reason. Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, Michigan, Missouri, Nebraska, Oregon, Oregon State, Purdue, SMU, Texas A&M, Texas Southern, Texas Tech, Tulane, UT, San Diego, and West Virginia. That's a hell of an offer list. Um, this guy, we've been kind of pining for him to come along ever since, um, uh, you know, we knew he had that good relationship with Grant Gunnell, but it looks like it's coming to fruition. And is he going to likely be signing on the early signing period?
3: Yes, there's, he is, no kidding, going to be signing um, tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock Arizona time, so... Uh, this is definitely one to to keep an eye out on. Um, he has a really good, you know, he's really close friends with Grant Cannell, um, and, and Grant's been in his ear ever since he committed about, you know, coming to Arizona with them. Um, they have really good chemistry. You saw it last year in Encourage in, in junior film. Uh, this year he still was just as explosive and dynamic. He was a little bit limited um, with uh, a wrist injury, so I would not – you know, his stats aren't as mind blowing as they were last year, but do not, uh, take that, you know, you know, take that with a grain of salt just due to his wrist injury. So he's, he's going to be, he's going to be an NF, he's an NFL caliber wide receiver. There's no doubt about that. Um, instant game changer, instant impact kid. Um, in my opinion, starting from day one, um, I would be, and if you can't tell, I would be 1000% shocked if he did not sign with Arizona. Um, so yeah, this is this is a huge impact, kind of like uh, you know Bobby Wolf and Grant and Dye. This is a huge statement for Kevin Sumlin and his staff in the state of Texas. Um, it's going to create a lot of momentum for the twenty twenty class and in, and even
2: classes beyond that. So huge, huge recruiting one. Yeah, I think the main thing here, he's a day one starter. Uh, Arizona desperately needed to land an elite receiver. Uh, if not kind of a bona fide grad transfer type of guy or a junior college guy. They they needed some answer at wide receiver because there's, I mean, granted he's young himself, but uh, his talent level is probably higher than any receiver right now that's on the Arizona roster. And he can really do it all. He's quick off the line. He's strong. He accelerates. Uh, he can get up for a ball. He makes a guy miss. I think he's, a really well-rounded and complete player having, you know, potentially Grant gannell be his quarterback and having that chemistry there, let's say a year or two down the road. uh, That's something really exciting to think about. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think he's just going to be a really good player for Arizona. I think this is the, the most exciting part about this too, is now this is really one of the guys who, I mean, I'm trying to think back right now, but for Arizona to land one of these high-caliber guys with the offer list like this on, like, a national signing day like this, uh, it's a huge win for the staff. And, uh, I mean, obviously he's, they've had connections with someone and Grant Cannell for a while now, but uh, to just be able to pull this off is a huge win for Arizona. So really interested to see uh you know how he comes out as a true freshman he's gonna start I imagine um and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be very exciting to have a playmaker like him for four years so one
3: thing I want to sorry one thing I want to add to if we're talking about like very talented Texas receivers um Jalen Ellis uh You know, low four star, high three stars uh, receiver from Round Rock, Texas. uh, Just said that, uh, so he was going to wait until January 5th to announce who he's going to, you know, play for in college and everything like that. Um, But he just said that he is actually going to uh, shut down his recruitment and he will be signing early with the school that he feels like is the best fit for him. Now, to me, not even to me, um, his top. Four or five schools include Arizona, Michigan, uh, Baylor, and Tennessee. Um, I'm not – I personally have no clue how this is going to go. I can can feel it going – he can come to Arizona, especially since um, if Arizona, you know, know, signs Grant and Curry. I can see that happening, especially since Grant's been a friend of Jalen as well. Uh, I can see him going to Michigan, I can see him sticking with Baylor, and I can see him going to Tennessee. So I have no clue how this is going to go. But I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: That's very nice. I can see, um, you know, for the X, Y, and the Z, Jalen Curley, uh, Jalen Ellis, and then uh, Keyshawn Jr. So, I mean, we got our trifecta right there. That's a Keyshawn joke. We'll see if he comes Um, through. Well, while we're out there, what about uh, like Shea Whiting or – or some other um, you know, ones that are kind of out there floating around, like a Nasir Sims or um, anybody else that you guys think are maybe last-minute additions that we haven't talked about.
3: So Nasir Sims is signing with San Diego State. He's already committed. Who's um, uh, Shea Whitting, I th- I, he's Boise State-bound. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, oh, Carl Williams, he's a defensive tackle from – from texas uh so arizona was making a good push for him he really enjoyed his official visit that he had in june um
0: gonna be but, too tough to get him out of arkansas uh
3: no he actually decommitted from arkansas um right. so uh but i think that from what i've heard the feeling is he's gonna be staying closer at home however i would not be shocked if arizona still pushes for him to come along it's very very possible that they do um so, I'll just, you know, that, that may be something to keep an eye on. I'm not saying, you know, which way or another uh, he's going to go. So, but just something to keep an eye on. It, it may happen this signing period, it may happen in February.
0: Nice. Anything to add to that, Gabe?
2: Um, I guess maybe Caleb Botang. Um, yeah. You had fears commit earlier today, and perhaps there's only room for one of them. I would love to take both, especially considering the fact that you have two junior college guys, so you only have them for two years. You can get four or five out of Caleb here. Uh, Maybe he is somebody to watch if they have room for him. Uh, Overall, though, I'm not too sure if there will be any surprises tomorrow, but I think in general, I I just get a feeling that they're they're probably going to land somebody between tomorrow and National Signing Day, who they probably haven't even offered yet. Um, and I think there's just going to be somebody who kind of slips through National Signing Day, either is committed to another school but hasn't signed or just still uncommitted, and they make good progress on them. So I don't know who it is, just kind of speculation, but I get a feeling that there's probably somebody out there who uh, – has really had little communication with Arizona, but the staff will come in and pick them up.
0: Why not why not take Botang? I mean, I think you and I are on the same page here. I mean, you know the numbers are gonna work themselves out, right? I mean if if we have fears and Botang and and the rest of the guys we talked about and, and it turns out we like you said, you, you know, you can only start two tackles at a time. Um, The numbers are going to work themselves out in the long run, anyhow. What's to be lost by that? I mean, we're probably going to have several kids transfer out um, as someone sort of solidifies, um, you know, his uh, solidifies his guys in the program. What's to be lost by going, you know, up to maybe twenty-five guys in this class, Gabe?
2: Yeah, I'm not too sure, and I'm the only thing that I could really think of is just. Honestly, it would just be that they kind of have their preset numbers at the beginning of this class. And, I mean, they'll probably evaluate as the year goes on, as guys leave or announce that they transfer. Um, But I feel like they just maybe hit their max on O-line and they're trying to fill another position. Uh, But really, I don't think – I don't know. Like, there's not a whole lot of other positions that you truly need somebody uh, corners look pretty good now. Safeties are stacked. Defensive line you've been pursuing. Maybe your weakest there, but running backs, you've got a good load. Wide receiver, you have a lot of young guys, so you don't want to load up too much. And quarterbacks, you have your your carousel there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's really interesting. I I take him in a heartbeat if he wants to commit to Arizona um, the numbers will worry. There's bound to be a couple more transfers in the next between now and spring ball. And so, yeah, very, very frustrating if, uh, they end up actually turning him down. If he did want to commit, uh, that that's saying too, like if he actually does want to commit, I would not be surprised if Arizona
3: took him. I mean, if he is saying, yeah, no kidding. I really want to come to, you know, Tucson play ball. I, I don't see them turning him down. Uh, You know, especially with his offer list, he's a talented kid. Like Gabe said, you got two Juco guys that are going to be playing right away, and you only get a limited amount of time with them. Uh, And it's not a bad thing. You just need to make sure you have that depth behind them, and I think that Boateng, you know, taking him would be a good idea. Um, You know, and then, I don't know. I mean, I guess the only reason why they wouldn't would be, like, you know, them going after trans- other transfers or grad transfers or something like that. So that's that's that they're is most true. likely they're most likely saving room for those guys too. So that's something else. To yeah, keep but in mind.
0: I mean, how many grad transfers are we going to have in this class? I mean, I, that's been espoused as an issue several times, but I mean, what one or two guys? It's not like basketball where half the frickin' you know conference moves via grad transfer. That's much less common in football, don't you think?
3: Uh, I mean, it happens a lot. But I don't think that they're going to – if they take a grad transfer, I definitely doubt it will be on the offensive line. It will probably be at like
2: – I don't know, receiver maybe? Receiver, yeah. yeah. But now, I mean, they could still land a transfer though, but it could be a kid who uh, – A traditional is transfer. A, yeah, is a, yeah. Fresh, is a freshman or sophomore, had ties to AM at one point with someone – ended up at Michigan or one of those bigger programs and, you know, isn't really making a move up the depth chart. You sit out or maybe they already sit out for a year. So perhaps you do somehow end up with one of those. And that's maybe that's, maybe that's what they're looking at. And perhaps they have their sights on somebody. Um, So I guess, yeah, I I did not. uh, Yeah. Graduate transfer. I think that would be a little bit uh, harder to pull off or justify maybe, but uh, per, yeah, perhaps there's a freshman, redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore type of kid out there who could transfer.
0: So let's uh, wrap it up with uh, Grant Gunnell, uh, 6'6", 222, St. Pius X in Houston, Texas, uh, 24-7. He's moving up. Uh, he's a solid eight 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 four now. So finally turning that downward trend around. Yeah. Uh, um, Offer list, the, the lowly three-star quarterback with the offer list to Ohio State, Texas A&M, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida State, Georgia, Iowa, Louisville, LSU, Maryland, Michigan, Mississippi State, Missouri, Nebraska, North Carolina, Northwestern, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Oregon, Pitt, Purdue, Tennessee, Texas Techs, uh, UCLA, Wisconsin, Notre Dame. He's just squeaking in there with the old three-star ruski. Um, <laughs> Listen, this kid looks legit in every possible way you could think of him as being legit. I, I just don't know what else you can say about him. What would you guys like to say about him?
3: Yeah, I think it's – I mean, I, there really isn't much. He's – you know, an Army All American. He'll be playing January 5th. He's set like three or so Texas high school records and like a couple of national records. And he's got great, you know, he can throw the ball very well. He's he can throw it to all levels of the field with, with, you know, accuracy and touch and bullet it if he needs to. I mean, like, I. <laughs> Why is it 3 star? I have no clue. I I mean, this kids
2: this kids the real deal. Yeah. I I I mean, it's interesting because I feel like each of the last few years Arizona's quarterback prospects, I mean, maybe it's kind of like the oh new and shiny effect, but I feel like each year they're the quarterbacks are getting better i was in love with braxton burmeister last year or two years ago before hasn't hasn't done so hot at oregon so far but uh, i think kevin doyle he looked really good on his film in this last class and now with Gannell, i mean i think he i mean at one point he was a top 30 recruit and then fell to the 60s to the 100s the 180 to 360 now he's outside the top 400 Mm -hmm. i'm surprised they it looks like 247 had like a a pretty sizable overhaul in their rankings I'm surprised he well I, I guess I'm surprised that he moved up for once because he's only dropped ever since he committed but uh, I thought that for sure he would move up to the top three eighty to get his fourth star I mean the kid's broken he's the the one of like the national leaders in all time Texas passing record books and all these max prep first team all-american lists. Um, he's just so incredibly smooth in everything he does. He's got a huge frame. He's pretty strong in the pocket. He can run kind of, you know, kind of, yeah, he's just a very unique prospect to me. Uh, he can sling it. He can fit it in a window. I mean, pretty much just what Brandon said. I think he can really do it all. What really just hurt him in the rankings was just that he was, was it elite eleven that he was at? Um, I think it was. Um, yeah and he had a he had a knee and, injury and didn't he he? Had, yeah he had said that he had a bad knee and a couple of the evaluators said that he wasn't really throwing it with enough power. well it was a wind, it was a windy week at that point so he was struggling with that with his knee as well so that really set him back but to me I mean I think he's uh, Brandon and I even, like around the time of his commitment, we were kind of stacking him up. I think he's a top four or five quarterback in this class, a top 100 easily. Um, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Khalil Tate in the future. I th- I wouldn't could totally rule it out where Ganel could just win the job outright. He's enrolling early. He's going to have Jalen Curry with him. Noel almost is, um, you know going to do everything he can to groom this guy into what he wants and so i think he has the pure talent to just win outright as a true freshman
0: how much of an indictment would that be on khalil tate um is that more and listen we hash this out quite a bit at the end of the season <clears throat> mazzoni systematics or is that khalil tate problematics
3: I don't know. it's kind of like being a dead horse at this point. I just think that both of them need to come to a common ground. I mean, sure Mazzoni did his thing when he first got there, but Tate didn't didn't do himself any favors didn't you know didn't help out the team. It was being passive aggressive, so to speak. So they just they both need to just like just knock it off, get the job done, you know, win games. so
0: that's that's my opinion on it. Do you want Tate back Brandon next year so that Ganell can red shirt or would you rather just as soon move on to the Ganell era? I really wish you wouldn't have asked me that question. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer it.
3: It's, it's, it's not even that like I'm like, oh, let's screw Khalil Tate because like the kid's talented. You cannot deny that. He his his passing wasn't perfect but I can tell you what it was the best passing I've seen from an Arizona co- quarterback since a news freshman year so right
0: Well, the um, list of Arizona all-time quarterbacks is i you know I would argue Vanella Vicks probably a top 5 guy so it's not <laughs> very distinguished
3: <laughs> so but I mean like he cuz I mean what he had 26 touchdowns and only eight interceptions like it, that's that's pretty good the um, you know, the 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 thing that stings is that those eight interceptions came at times where it didn't need to happen, right? It's right. where he's forcing something. So
0: a couple of them were were game killers for sure.
3: Yeah. So like, if you if you can get rid of that, I guarantee he would be legit, legit quarterback. Um, and if you can just teach him to like, no kidding, guy, why well, don't you like check down and keep your check down? Right. <laughs> but at the same time, you know. I wouldn't mind having Cleo back, but I'm wondering if, if he were to go to the NFL, I don't see him transferring. Um, if he were to go to the NFL, um, that's the only way I see him leaving early would be for, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it would be interesting to see how the quarterback, um, you know, who'd be quarterback. I could see Kevin Doyle, no kidding, stepping in as a redshirt freshman. Cause that kid's got an arm. That kid's got talent. Um, I could see him stepping
0: in and and you know doing just fine. And but we uh, wouldn't really want that. I mean, ideally, right? You'd much rather have Gunnell come in as a true freshman because because Doyle's not a placekeeper. if if you know if he plays for a year and then Ganell red shirts, then then you know you're kind of rehashing the process well, unless Doyle's some incredible home run.
3: But you got to remember too, it depends, <clears throat> this is not even a remote stab at at Grant. It just depends on how quick he picks up the playbook. You always factor that in, right? So if he can pick up everything fast, then I'll full, I am
2: full steam ahead with Grant.
0: I be, I'm guessing, Gabe, you'd just as soon start the Ganel era. Am I wrong?
2: Uh, no, you're not. I'm. Yeah. I, for me, I'm just kind of moving past Khalil, just his greediness, attitude, leadership, late-game decisions yeah just just give me our lord and savior
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Facts>. all <laughs> right <laughs> so um our classes i saw you tweeted out probably gonna even with curry and and wolf and and whatever grant makes up on the late part of the thing and you know a couple other guys probably gonna be a best case
2: a top 40 class game yeah that sounds about right um i think when when i used the class calculator it was telling me like 43ish and that's without like any other movement um, from like teams around them with you know the same or even more number of commitments and then you figure that some of arizona's guys will uh, get a boost gennel payton fears wasn't exactly in the system and now he's suddenly up in the ranking so uh, yeah, and then you can land someone between now and signing day as well. Yeah, so
3: remember too, that that grants could get a bump up if he performs really well in the
2: all-American game. That is true. The, there is time for him to move up significantly.
3: Yeah, so it can happen. I think that I was telling I was talking on, you know, answering some <coughs> questions or whatever on AZ Desert Swarm, and I stated that this class can actually be, Top thirty-five. If not, then it would be close to it. So forty-three. Not, not pretty close to it. So it's not bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, so Gabe was talking about ASU's class versus this, and I I tweeted back at him like the difference in the average ranking and and then some position stuff. But uh, um, so we you know what we're gonna end up seventh, eighth, ninth in the Pac-12. I would
2: guess eighth. Depends on how. I mean, UCLA only has. 12 commits right now so you wonder i mean they got to make up a lot of ground on that utah still only has two as well so or 10 um and so i think it'll really depend on those i think you pass washington state Colorado's interesting um but yeah, a coach, say, yeah yeah i'd say nine or eight is is realistic
0: so when you guys look at this class you know, and listen, we're already kind of counting some some um, eggs before they're hatched. And speaking of counting eggs before hatched, in our previous podcast, we were really talking a lot of smack about you know going toe to toe with USC. And at less than twenty four hours later, it bit us in the ass with uh, Chris Rowland uh, tweeting out uh, how wonderful his visit to USC was. Um, is this just a wait and see, guys, or should we be kind of kissing that one goodbye?
3: So I think it's. Ah, it's tough I think I'm I'm more leaning to the fact that he could like the more his time passes I think that he could go to USC um I th- at the same time I mean I can't like I, I know you and I were talking about it before Dex but I think it's very possible that his relationship with with Demetrius Martin could outweigh USC it's gonna be really really tough um I have no inkling on how this is gonna go um it would be great to keep him. It would be. It would. I'm not going to lie. It'd be a legitimately suck to lose him, um, because of just how great of an athlete he is, um, and it's definitely someone you want in your class. So it's it's going to be an interesting time. I know. Um, I'll say Demetrius Martin definitely has um,
2: his work cut out for him. Yeah, I, for well, for me, I noticed he took uh, University of Arizona out of his Twitter bio. I don't yep. think that's necessarily great news a day Notice. before signing day. Um, nope. but I, for me personally, I'm not. I'm not hurt or disappointed if he leaves for USC. Um, you know, like I've said before, I think he projects better as a safety, but that super crowded corner—you're bringing in Wolf and Gaines. I'd love him at wide receiver. He's Cam Denson times ten without injuries. So, you know, it's it's interesting to see um, guys kind of commit late. I mean, granted, I, I will give him credit. USC was on him fairly earlier, but it is kind of just crappy to see kids get an offer the week of signing or yeah the week of signing day and then they suddenly flip but uh, i guess that's the world of recruiting so i mean yeah it's just kind of wait and see now until he signs but for me i would assume he is going to leave this class
0: why is it that uh you know, ASC or, or SC or an Oregon can kind of roll to the last minute and then flip a kid. But Arizona can't go out to like a, a Nevada or a Utah State and flip a kid when that happens to them in turn. Is it? Is it? Is that only elite programs that are able to flip people at the last minute like that? And then at that point, it's more of a wash preference. I mean, there's always some aspect of that. But it seems to me like if someone can pick us over, there's got to be a – you know, a feeder for us. But that doesn't seem to be the case.
3: Mm, It just (laughs) seems like, uh, well, I mean. Or is that a weird way to look at it? It's not a weird way to look at it. I mean, Arizona managed to actually flip uh, Nahe Salunga pretty pretty late last year
0: um, from Colorado State and i'm trying to. Think so that was more the lines i was thinking along so you're saying that happens more than i'm giving it credit for is that is that what you're I mean, saying
3: it, it happens uh, especially since I, I personally believe that nahi so long as a pac-12 talent he's gonna be a good one um in the future but um to me it's it's, <laughs> it's I, I personally believe i mean like usc and oregon are the biggest uh perpetrators when it comes to those these light, like last minute late offers to sway someone. And it seems like, I mean, it seems like they do it a lot to Arizona. I know Oregon does for sure. Uh, but they, if you look, they also do it to other, other colleges too. But like, they they're the big one. Like to me, that's, it's just like what they, it just seems like what they do is they go along, you know, down, schools in the conference and like who their commits are oh i like him let's offer him and stuff like that because they either one need need to fill a need because they put all their eggs in one basket or um they want a little insurance in case their number one target decides to go elsewhere um but i think that it's just it's it's lazy recruiting in my opinion and it's bogus but that's just me but i think that they can do it because they are you know they have that quote name of you know so that we're the university of southern california we're oregon which i don't know why anyone would want to go there but that's just me.
0: <laughs> that's a beautiful campus man they got a lot of nice athletic facilities that's they, also, for sure. they also
3: got terrible academics but
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it, it snows for what it's cloudy for nine months but whatever all right um so i think we covered all the big ones anything we missed that we wanted to hit on this
2: guys Jaden mitchell's finally signing oh yeah i was gonna bring him up earlier but i forgot
0: well, give us some deets there. <laughs>
2: uh, all right, I'll go ahead with this one. So this is a guy out of Nevada. Uh, it was, he's not desert pine, desert, desert pines. Yeah, desert pines. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's been a pretty good school for. Well, I get Ed Edgar Barola. Um, Tony fields. Uh, a few years ago with Tony fields and then Tony Wallace as well. Um, but he is no longer, he's deciding between I think Nebraska and TCU. He's at last chance U, independent CC, but Jaden Mitchell kind of this, uh, uh, gosh, like a shifty, taller Samaji grant, I would say, uh, but towards ACL, I believe his first game of the season last year, um, so he was committed under Rich Rod. Uh, they decided to gray shirt him so that he can heal and would have to start his eligibility. So now he comes into this class, which I applaud uh, the current coaching staff now for honoring his commitment and keeping him. Although he did have Theron H who would have been able to have that um, continuity between the staff and can vouch for him. But I feel like it would have been very easy to drop this kid, and uh, just let him go to another program or just just I don't know, just let him hang out with his torn ACL. But uh, really rooting for this kid, uh, gone through a lot, Oh, I life.
0: saw his tweet where he signed yeah. his national letter and he was his he shot a video.
2: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen that tweet, you gotta it's making the rounds with Arizona football fans. <clears throat> My bad for not picking up on the name but thanks for backfilling the story, Gabe. I had totally forgotten all that, but I saw that video and I thought, wow, that was pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Basically he said something to the fact like, you know, perseverance and you know, when the day your dreams come true or, you know, your goals are finally met or something to that effect. It was pretty powerful stuff. I thought.
2: Yeah. And so, yeah, he'll finally be joining the team and rolling. Now you just hope that he can bounce back from that injury. There's been, quite a few guys on Arizona's roster who have not quite been the same uh Keenan Walker tore his ACL and, defensive and
0: lineman, Sharif, right
2: Yeah, Williams. Sharif Williams, he had a pretty bad knee injury. Antonio Parks for his ACL his senior year and gray-shirted. Um gosh, Rod had he'd... a run like every season where Marquis yeah. Ware Yeah, yeah, Marquis Ware, Jamadre Cobb both had some I mean senior Cobb year. Cobb was a hamstring and then Ware busted his shoulder up. He couldn't even bench press the bar when he got to Arizona. So just some weird stuff. Curtis Brown tore his meniscus his senior year. Uh, Molly Kausman tore his ACL on his official visit um then yeah <laughs> I can't make that up um yeah so like commit
0: to the university of arizona get a significant injury your senior season
2: <laughs> yeah so I mean, it's been a long history so hopefully you know he can come and contribute and um do some good things at arizona i remember jake fisher blowing his knee out in the spring game was it the spring game uh um or was it fall practice might have been fall pride. Austin Hill tore his ACL. Yeah. I mean, that happened a lot. Uh, That's uh, why Brian that guy
3: so
2: had a gruesome injury during spring. Oh, yeah. Brian and Doozy, Austin Hill. I think that was my freshman year. So, the 2000, heading into the 2013 season, tore his he ACL. There was a the
0: kid from Tucson who was like super high rated safety, and he blew both his knees out like in consecutive years and then never made uh
2: career. Oh, Adam Hall. Adam Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Parade All-American. Did he have three
0: ACL tears, or was it just two in consecutive seasons each? Oh, it was
2: two in consecutive seasons. Yeah, I think it was two back-to-back. Yeah, and he was really highly ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had an Alabama offer, if I recall, back then.
0: Yeah, a lot of bad luck there. Boy, that and the quarterback rundown will really depress you. But let's not take that angle on this class. So, listen, with... All the eggs counted and, you know, potentially losing out on Roland really as our only, you know, poaching at the last minute. Are we – listen, I'm sure we all were hoping for a top 20 class. Um, this is Kevin Sumlin's first full cycle. It's Arizona football. I think this is substantially better from a size and position recruiting class. You know, we don't need five, you know, five-foot-six slot receivers uh, that are N.A. on their rankings. Uh, Every guy here is, you know, a legitimate, solid guy. And so, for instance, um, offensive tackle, Jordan Morgan, 6'5", 270, feel free to jump in and correct me here. Uh, Gabe. Uh, defensive tackle, Trevin Mason, six four, two eighty five. Um 305. There you go. Kane Bradford, defensive tackle, six five, two seventy five. Two ninety five. Jamari Williams, offensive guard, six four, two seventy five. Two eighty five. Josh Donovan, <laughs> offensive tackle, six five, three thirty. Six six three ten. Uh Miles. Pronounce that one for me, Gabe. Uh, Tapuso. Tapuso. Uh, yeah. Defensive tackle, 6-3, 325? twenty-five. Three thirty. Um fear six six three twenty-seven. What is he, six seven, three seventeen or something like that? No, he was he's six six, three twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then um, you know, Sylvain, six four, two thirty-two. Yep. All right. Point is like, you know. Uh, We're not nearly as small as we were. And now, well, let's look at our, you know, our wide receivers. I mean, uh, you know, we've gone gone from having a bunch of Smurfs to everybody's over six foot. I mean, it used to be an oddity when we had a wide receiver over six foot, right? I mean, that was a legitimate problem. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and, and you made the point two classes ago, Gabe, that, like, um, or maybe it was just the last class, you know, that it, it brought a lot of size. You weren't particularly impressed with a lot of people, but the size mattered to you. Um, you know, I think this follows up on that, and this is much needed. We we can't compete if we're bringing a Mountain west size team out, right?
2: Yeah. For yeah. Me. No, I agree. And, yeah, it was last class. I mean, yeah, previously Rich loved his fair share of uh, Derek Holmes type 5'6" slot guys and a bunch of safeties and uh, really loaded those on really ignored offensive line and defensive line recruiting, ignored wide receiver recruiting for quite a bit. Um, and yeah, now I do think that he, he did improve on the size this last class. And then this upcoming class now uh, everyone, but Michael Wiley's above six foot. And so that includes, of every single position and you're running back at Michael Wiley is five eleven. So, um, the size is there for Arizona now. And yeah, you're going to be able to compete and it's, you know, it's not going to just be as uh, it's it's just going to be different, you know, going up against the USC, um, you know, they're not just going to weigh you down the entire game. You're going to be able to actually come back and be able to punch them in the mouth a little bit.
0: Love it. All right, gentlemen, uh, anything else before we wrap it up? No, nope. Bear nope. down. Gentlemen. It. Bear down. Bear down. Go yeah. Cats. Go Cats. Nice.